0: You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast, the young adult culture of abundantly faith setting with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGowan.
1: My people, Prime people, welcome back to another edition of the Prime Culture Podcast. We are in season three and I'm sitting here in the studio, kind of, with Pastor Cruz and back again, for some more, we got Pastor Ezra as well, guys. How is it going today? Back by popular demand. You're the first
0: one, Pastor Ez. I yeah. honestly... You're legit. the first
2: one, back to back. You're the first one. I feel special. I'm not even like... Well, you are special. I know. You're. you're no, not like... Come on, Ezra. You gave me a look, though. Nobody can see the look, so <laughs> it sets you up like, like you're a little saint. But everybody... Mark, I on. saw it. That okay. was a look. Yeah, 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 yeah. But honestly, I do feel very special. I this do know, the, the conversation awesome. was
0: so, so good. And if you don't know what we're talking about, go back to episode five and listen to talks with the
1: worship OG Yeah if you listen if you didn't listen last week you have no business listening today. <laughs> That's right. Stop. So you're gonna, just you're leave gonna right be now. just stop so right now. <laughs> lost. You know what I mean? It's like coming halfway through Lord of the Rings oh, trying man. to figure out what the hell is going on. Who's speaking Frodo? of which
0: speaking of which we just went through a whole phase with my kids and we just watched all six movies. First of all, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> Second of all, witchcraft has no place on this podcast. Oh, watch out. Third of Lord. all, we're going to get the spirit right. 4th I'm just kidding. No, we, we watched um, The Sorcerer's Stone on Sunday. Awesome. Should I put that on the podcast? Wow, I don't know. I, it's it's I out there. It it's out there in the universe. Wait. Well, what? this is way out there, man. Anyway, so we watched uh, all, all six of uh, the J.R. Tolkien saga from The Hobbit. All the way through Return oh of the King, I love those and movies. my girls loved yeah. every minute. Really, they, they asked, they said, "Hey, Dad, can we watch this again on Thanksgiving?" And I said, "Absolutely." That's cool.
2: Yeah. Does wow. Diana
0: like it? No, nah, she was gone. Diana That's was how like, Vanessa Diana's is. like, "I'm out." So
2: she she will not have nah. anything to do with it. No. Nah. And neither do my kids. So I'm alone. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> do, <I stop? laughs> do you want to come over with my hot tamales? <laughs> <stop>? <laughs> By myself.
0: You want to come over? Like we can do yeah, it. We can bro. make a thing of it, man. Um, no, but hey, welcome back. Thanks for doing it, as I know you've got a lot of time uh that is always in demand. And we're just grateful, bro. Last week was phenomenal. Real talk. Thanks for having me. Real with. talk. Go back and listen to it. It's um it's a really, very, really, very good. really good uh conversation. And today we just wanted to continue it. Um and uh part two. Um hey, so I want I wanna just ask a really random question and I want all of us to throw it in there. Okay, sure. so I'm gonna say it. And then we don't have to answer right away, but songs that make you feel like you're worshiping that are not Christian songs, but they take you there and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm worshiping. Wait, hold. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, what's that
2: for you as? Oh man, nobody's going to get this though. Like I like, I think I'm, I don't know. This is well, cultural exchange. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, um, there's a song, an old school song, alternative song, alt rock song called, um, you get what you give. By the New Radicals. Wow, that's the really deep, The New Radicals. Yeah. Wow. Don't give up. You got the future in you. One dance left. You know that? Yeah, it's that's good. da 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 da, da. Anyway, yeah. that song, it was like super motivational to me, and it always takes me there. Beautiful. always puts me up. Lifts my spirits. Wow. There's, there's more. I don't know if it's cool to say you like an R. Kelly song right now. Why? Too soon, <laughs> I'm bro. I'm just saying. Too, I'm just so, saying, too I'm soon. I'm just saying. But like, I believe I can fly. I oh, thought you were going to say, my mind's telling
0: me no. <laughs> no, 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 okay, negative. Okay, okay. negative. <laughs> <laughs> but my body. <laughs> no, no. Cut it out, Pastor Ezra. Saying, How does God even use us? That's How my do we question. Even know those right. Songs? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know what you're talking about. Neither do I. Um, I believe I can fly. Yeah. Um. So on the way home last week from church, Andrew Fung was riding with me. We rode to church together. And uh, he was the masked singer at Prime. Oh, he so, killed oh, it! Oh, that's cool. He and so uh, he, I was like, "What song did you do?" He's like, "I don't, want, I don't, I don't want to talk about it." I was like, "What song <laughs> did you do?" And he's like, "I did Alicia Keys, right?" His uh, girl's like, on fire. No, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he did something. Some people want it all.
1: Yeah, he killed it though. Bro. That's awesome. Like He killed it. He crushed it. He, if you're gonna pick a song, Alicia Keys is. Re- you're really reaching. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, you better. I made and him. Bro,
0: he even knew what key he was singing in. Right? Shout out yeah. to funk Fung. Like he was like, bro. yeah, but I sing it in the key of E. I was like, well, how do you even know? Right? But dude, uh, so I made him sing it in the car. He called his vocal code. Bro, like, like <laughs> <dude>. so <laughs> he's so he's he singing in the car, and I was like. And at some point, I was like, fit ain't you, Jesus, right? And I was just like, wait, wait, oh, shoot. I feel like I'm worshiping Talisha Key. So that, that's probably one of, one of the ones that is, does it for me. And that, and possibly anything by Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Like, in my house, especially if Diana's in the room.
2: I love you like XOXO. Yo, XO.
0: bro, if, if Beyonce's on, Diana's
2: going to church. For real. Oh, yeah, Our wives have a lot in common, by the way. So just be Yeah, Beyonce. 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 Hello. That song goes off. I'm
0: a survivor. What? That's Destiny's Child. I'm gonna make it. What? That's that. That, but dude, tell me that wouldn't hit in church. (laughs) <laughs> we should. try <laughs> I just. I got him message <laughs> like, I there. just saw the I whole front there. line. Whee! And you know, and then Pastor Charles in camouflage, <laughs> right? With like a camouflage headband on, right? Like, oh I just saw. I gosh. just saw. I just saw the whole thing, bro. The Woo! church in camo. I got a glimpse. Come
2: on, let's go. <laughs> Dang, talk about wonderful.
1: Beyonce, oh what's it for you? What's it for you, Mark? I mean, I'm just gonna say anything, Creed. I just it love just it. hits me right in the soul. Arms wide right open, yeah, man. you right? take me high? I guarantee you, you sing that song in church, bro. Oh yeah, you will, yeah, you yeah. will get there. It, you will get that there.
2: actually did happen, by the way. Really? really? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. Um, oh my. Okay, hold so, okay, 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 okay. I oh, okay, okay. I need to hear the story. So, I need to hear it. I need me, to hear it. Let me bring in the perspective of when it happened. So, Faith Christian Academy Chapel. Circa 19... Of course it's going to happen. Something. 2000-something. 2000-something. All right? It, I NBA had already graduated, States. but they asked us to come back and, and do a chapel. And I we busted it. out with some, some Creed. And legit, people were just like, yeah, They loved it. It, was, it, was, it did exactly what you knew it was going to do. Yeah. And honestly, I was, I was a big Creed fan. Like, I don't think it's cool to say it anymore. But, hey, I love the music. Hey,
0: I, I music. went to other
2: concerts.
0: And, yeah. You know, I feel like when I listen to... There's a couple bands... Um oh man what oh what are the guys uh, guys come on Stevie Wonder Kings of Leon I feel like when I let's listen to Kings of Leon stuff, I feel like that it has like a worship edge to it, which by the way, I don't know if you've ever, if you ever watched um, like the documentary on them, they're all Pentecostal yeah. kids. Their parents oh, are like wow. pastors, yes. spirit filled. It was on, on I, I think it was a doc HBO doc yeah. uh, years ago. You guys, you guys may not even know who the Kings of Leon are. Right. But it was like 2004, 2003. <laughs> they need to repent. they, they do. They the do. But thank God that the gifts of God are without repentance. Can you imagine? Dude, like there was a, there was a scene where, okay, maybe this is a good segue. I don't know, but there was a scene where the lead singer, I don't know his name, but his parent, his dad was like a really well-known AG evangelist, yeah. uh-huh, like in Arkansas. And, um, there's a scene where he's like, he's inebriated, like he's lit, lit. Right. And, um, point of no return. Uh, no, he's not blacked out, okay. but he's just kind of like open. Yeah. you know what I'm saying um, and he's just starting to feel like super con- it's like backstage after a show and he's starting to feel super condemned so he's like crying to one of his cousins because they're all related yep. right um, that's not weird at all but one of his and so he's like man I'm feeling some kind, of, some kind of way whatever he starts crying his cousin starts praying for them and him and they both start praying um, in tongues no way! One hundred
2: percent, bro. That's awesome. One hundred percent. I'm kidding around a lot, but one hundred percent. So
0: those guys, Laney. I feel like Laney feels like Church. To yeah, me you too. know who
2: else? I mean, I know it's known that well known that they're saved and they make no qualms about it. But Need to Breathe. Mm, oh, I love. You need know, to I breathe. love. I love that guy's voice. Yeah. I love The way I, and you know honestly Stevie Wonder. Yeah. There's a lot. I mean, you, last week we talked about what's kind of a song that that you know you worship to and there's a. Um, YouTube video of Stevie Wonder singing at someone's funeral. I don't remember exactly if it's Aretha Franklin or something, but he just has this moment where he's talking and he realizes that's not my gift. (laughs) Right? I'm just being totally honest. Stay in your gift, bro. Stay in your gift. What does he do? He he just starts playing the piano. Oh, game over. And then, yeah, yeah. He just, from the first, like, four chords, he's there. And then he starts singing, and it's so anointed. It's just so anointed. Wow. And he's just pouring his heart out, and it's just beautiful.
0: Hey, let's talk about that real quick, right? So, like, um, we weren't necessarily prepared content-wise to talk about it, but I I feel like I want to talk about it. Let's talk about about this thing we call the anointing, right, where you're walking in this really sweet spot. Um, Let's make that super practical. I don't know how to make that practical. Like, I feel like if I start talking about the anointing, I'll sound like a (laughs) Harry Potter movie, right? (laughs) Which there's nothing wrong with that at all no unless you go to church and i'm just playing wow edit that um but um like the anointing is what how could we put that in in contemporary
2: language on what the anointing is i think about some things like okay real fast how many how many dudes do you think they went through trying to quiet what was going on with king saul in the old testament
0: Mm, good question
2: you know, and um, it seems like, you know, the inner court, like all of Saul's best guys were like trying to find these guys. Let's go get this guy, that guy, whatever. And then some servant says, I know a guy. I know a guy. I know this guy. And then he talks about David. You know, I've heard him. He's skilled. He starts describing him. He's, he's good looking. He's very practiced, right? Blah, 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 et cetera. And, and then you say, you guys know the story. David comes and he starts playing his harp and the evil spirit that was vexing Saul leaves, right? That's the anointing. Mm. The anointing is that when, I, I believe, when you walk into a room and there's darkness, darkness leaves. Mm. And all of us as children of God have light inside of us. We just so we're all to, anointed. We're all anointed. Mm. The way we access it, though, is through the understanding of who Jesus is. Come on. You know, I think a lot of times people say, uh, you know, just say the name of Jesus. Just say the name of Jesus. And there's a lot of people using Jesus' name and nothing's happening <laughs> because they don't know who they're <laughs> talking about. <laughs> you know, Paul... It was not Paul, uh, Jesus, and, and the disciples. No, it was. It, it was Paul. The, the the demon said, "You know, uh, Paul, I know, yeah. and Jesus, I know, I know, but Peter, sorry, who are you? but who are you?" Mm-hmm. And it just goes back. Well, they to went like, and tried. To, they
0: went. I like that you said that they went and tried to do something that they saw someone else do. Right. It's not and, copying. And, and you th- they? You think that I can just I can just copy and paste it, right? So what they were doing was like they were trying to exorcise a demon. Which do we believe in exorcisms? That's a conversation for another day. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that today. But I would love to unpack that next week um, Halloween <laughs> edition. I'm with it. Hey. Is that is next week Halloween? Because <laughs> <Yeah>. Lou, <we'll, laughs> dude, we should talk to Pastor Charles about it. I was I was in a deliverance, um, a deliverance moment. The word deliverance to me means when when the Spirit of God through prayer intercession, the confessing of the Word breaks the oppression of an unclean spirit, breaks the oppression of of demonic attack. Yeah. <clears throat> but w- I think it happened like in my first six months here. Uh, Pastor Charles came to my office and said, Hey, you need to come with me real quick. And I said, okay. And we go into one of the classrooms and someone had brought their niece who was very, very much afflicted by an evil spirit. Mm. Like it was, yeah. And I've, I mean, I've been in, I'm sure you guys have been in those situations as well. And, um, Pastor Charles just, there's the anointing, right? Just went, man. And he wasn't yelling. He wasn't anything. It wasn't a big show. Confessed the word, prayed, prayed the word. I love that. We That's we're beautiful. In the spirit and it was like the, the the young lady was delivered, and she was a different person leaving than when she came in, and I think we should talk about that at some point. Maybe yeah. it is next week. Maybe it's Halloween edition. We bring we ask Pastor Charles to come drop some knowledge on but us. But isn't
2: that like really what we're talking about? The anointing is, you know, when somebody walks into your life it yeah. has a word is carrying something yeah. and impacts that, and, yeah. and it changes you, and I, I think you look at David specifically because we're talking about him. You know, he didn't get to where he was anointed just by hanging around people. Not at all. He was in the fields when nobody was watching. And he was doing When he what? wasn't popular. He was doing it. When he had no friends on Instagram and nobody was hitting him up to like come sing at their church. <laughs> and he was out there. And what was he doing? He was just playing his harp, watching sheep, being faithful, a job, a son. That's not a job for a son, by the way, right? You could say so much about that. He's out there in the field being faithful Very good. with his instrument, making music and just worshiping God. And from those encounters in those moments, he had these victories that led him to be able to walk into yeah. the place. Or yeah. he ministers to the king?
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. it comes. It comes from I think you know. I think it comes from from private private interaction. It comes from sincere relationship with God. Right. Coming back to the whole thing that you brought up about when when those those guys in the Book of Acts were praying, they said, "We we're praying for you for your deliverance in the name of in the name that Paul prays in, right? And in the name that Peter prays in, right? Right? And so the demon literally says, "I know Peter and Paul. I know those guys." And old school, old school evangelists would would say, "Does hell know your name?" You know right, what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. do they shake and quiver at the knee? <laughs> Right. But um, I think there's something important about knowing the name of Jesus, the nature of Jesus, the character of Jesus, the presence of Jesus, yep. right? Um, and then practicing and and becoming proficient in it, right? Like King David. When no one was watching, on the backside of a mountain, would strum his harp and write psalms and, and songs like, "Lord, teach my fingers to do war."
2: Right, exactly. Right?
0: And the same anointing that made him a great, a great musician was the same anointing that protected the sheep and lions and bears would come, and the spirit of God would fall, yep. and he would destroy them. Right, Mark. What do you think the anointing is? What do you well, say? I think
1: that I think that if we look at it personally and as a church, as we come together, it's, there's a lot of different ways we can take it. But I think that a lot of times we bank off of the worship team, their lead, the leader, right, or Come the pastor, on. their anointing. It's right. like if worship is Come good, if, the, if they can feel anointing based off of wow. what it. that yep. person's carrying. And so I think what I would say is the anointing is what you carry. Right. Um, and so whether you're in your car, your house, wherever you're worshiping at, there's an anointing that comes with your worship. And Absolutely. I think as a worshiper, you have to be really cognizant of that because uh, we, we bank on everybody else. We're, uh, church is bad if Pastor Charles doesn't have it that day. Right. Worship's bad if Pastor Ezra doesn't have it that day. But that's their anointing. That's not yours. Correct. And so I think that when you you go into the presence of God, you're being aware of that. There's so many different ways we could take it, you know, in this conversation. We're talking about just anointing in general is that you have to understand as you're listening that whether you're like jogging right now on your treadmill and as soon as this is over, you click over to Maverick City or Bethel or Hillsong, Mm -hmm. Right there, when you start, you're carrying something, and so I would begin to ask myself, "What the heck am I carrying?"
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. You know,
1: am I carrying a heart, yeah. a heart of worship, a spirit of worship? Is there anointing when, and and how do we cultivate that? And I think that it's, it's in those moments when no one's watching, and you see it pop out on stage when Felipe starts singing, like, "Oh my gosh, Pastor Felipe," you feel the anointing. Well, yeah, because he's, he's been at it in private. The same thing that yeah. you guys are saying. So I think that's a lot of it. Is what do you carry? I love and, that. And how do you build that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think it's really practical that we talk about like just because we're talking about worship, like anointing and worship, right? Okay. But also when you look at people, some people have an anointing and a gift with people right. or with administration. <laughs> yeah. And we're not talking just about gifts because we all have gifts, right? Yeah. But it, uh, God anoints our gift and that's the special, right? And so we have to understand that the anointing comes from Jesus, the anointed one, right? Jesus Christ, the anointed one. And so he will take what is in our hand, whether it's musical, whether it's a gift with people, whether it's a gift of preaching or teaching and he will, breathes life into it and that's the exchange that happens it's powerful yeah you know he takes an ordinary person Absolutely. he takes everybody and Absolutely. he just makes extraordinary things happen you
1: know as a worship pastor for so long and overseeing worship departments and being in countless services i think the place i want to take it is in how do you steward the anointing in the room Um, as you're, you're building uh, in a set and I mean, uh, people call it all sorts and they call the presence of God, the anointing and you get in rhythm with the Holy spirit, whatever Mm -hmm. you're listening, whatever words you want to attach to it. But as a, as someone who's been around worship ministry for so long, the stewarding of that corporately, um, how do you build that? How do you, how do you flow in and out of the service as a leader? How do you take the, the congregation to a place that normally they wouldn't get by themselves, but because you are stewarding that, that flow, um, how do you how do you build those moments? How do you how do you lead people that maybe it's their first time in church? But right. I don't know. I don't know why I'm crying, but I'm crying. Exactly. I don't know why I feel yeah. electricity yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Like, how do you take them there and give them? And really, you're kind of opening the door to the presence of God and saying hello. Exactly. And having, how do, how do you build that as a worship leader?
2: I think it's like practice, right? You 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 get a sense of how to read a room. You know you know what I mean. Yeah. But I think practically, what happens is. Uh, we spend so much time thinking about, if you think about the people on the side of you, which is your team that's on stage with you, you think about your pastors, you're leading them, You think about the room of, of congregants, you're leading them. And then if you kind of think about this as a 360 degree, you're just leading people to Jesus. And I know that sounds super basic, but you build those moments by just not relenting and not taking a step back with what you see. Because yeah. sometimes we walk into rooms, let's be honest, I mean, even let's just talk about right now, right? Sunday, everybody's got their mask on. Yep. You can't hear them. Sometimes I've seen dudes on their phones. I've seen some people eating things. and <laughs> I mean, it's just, and sometimes it's very disheartening, right? Yeah. And you got to remember that very practically we walk by faith, not by sight. So sometimes when you don't see it, what you got to continue to do is walk by faith and you continue to press in and, and, and not relent and, and take people to the presence of God by having an expectation, you know, and it doesn't start with like in that moment, oh, I'm going to do something. What are you? What is God telling you before you get there? What's the sense of what's pastor teaching on, right? What is the context of what we're teaching the congregation? What, what's going on in people's lives right now? And how can I use all that through music and through worship to get them to a better place? And at the end of the day, here's the thing we have to understand. We can lead people, but it's their decision whether they worship or not. Right. We can take people there. And sometimes we feel defeated when we don't see it we don't know what's going on in people's hearts. And I'll give a real quick example. Like uh, a couple, I think it was six weeks ago on the West Side, I was leading worship and I really f- was frustrated. I'm not gonna lie. I was like, God, man, this is terrible. I didn't do a good job. And it wasn't about me. I just didn't feel like I connected and that there was anything tangible that happened. I was like, man, this was really bad, you know, whatever. And as I'm walking out, this uh, older lady walks up to me and says, hey, pastor, I just want to tell you worship really blessed me today. And I was like, okay. And she said, look, my husband just divorced me and my son decided to leave with my husband mm. and they don't believe in God. Like they're, they're, my, my husband's not saved and I'm serving God. And I was walking into day broken and thinking, why did this happen to me? And I don't even want to worship. And then you started singing a song and, 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 and the, I felt the presence of God and, and I really feel peace and I don't even know what to do cause it's COVID and I'm, I'm in an apartment. I'm in my house by myself and my husband and my, my son are in an apartment. I'm all alone, but yet, I feel strength. I feel like, you know, I need to talk to you. Can you spirit. pray for me? And I think if I'd walked out that day just looking at what I did, I had missed a point, and it was really awesome of God to remind me. We don't know what's happening in the Spirit. Yeah. None of us see in the Spirit. Like, yeah. we can't see, you know, if you do, oh, I don't know what that's like. But really, we have to remember we got to be strong. we got to not relent our position of lifting God's name. up. <clears hope. throat> it's not just something that we see or feel. It's something that we do because we know who we're worshiping.
0: No, I love that. I think, I think, um, I think that's such a powerful, powerful perspective, right? Um, now not everyone listening gets to stand in front of the church Mm -hmm. and lead worship. And I want, I want you guys to know this, that the anointing of God and the presence of God and the power of how the Lord works through all of us is not relegated to a building or a geographic location. The truth is you are all anointed Philippians 4:13 I can do all things through Christ the word Christ is not Jesus's last name right it literally means the Christos, the anointed, the one, anointed one right and so you can do all things through the anointing of God right and so um, a couple of things that I was I was really just came to me while you were sharing that as was um, you know I think that I, th- I think that when when we're st- when we're stewarding, a moment, right, and all of us have a moment. For for Ezra, it's leading worship. For Mark, it's pre- pre- preaching a moment, praying a moment. Um, you know, but you know, you have a moment too. You have those moments where the Lord wants to use your life. You have those moments yeah, where the Lord brings you to assignments and appointments and and God collisions, right? Like he'll the the barista at Starbucks, the pharmacist at Walgreens, your aunt who texted you, whomever, right? And in those moments, you have an opportunity to be a voice, an oracle of God, Um, Jesus said this, the anointing, uh, you know, the the spirit of God is upon me. So if you're a believer, that means, and you're born again, that means that the spirit of the Lord is in you and the Lord has anointed you go read Isaiah 61 verses one through six when you get a chance, right? But we can all be anointed to do what? Well, a couple of things to, to preach the good news of Jesus. You're anointed to do that, to always tell people of the good news, right? You're anointed to do that, the, to preach the opening of prison doors to people who have been held captive. If you've been set free, you have an anointing to preach freedom, yep. to, to preach the breaking of chains to those that are bound. If you've ever been delivered and freed of some sort of bondage, some sort of pattern, some sort of cycle or habit, you have the anointing to preach the breaking Absolutely. of chains to give people The oil of, you know, oil beauty for ashes. If you've ever gone from a hard situation to where God restored you, you have the anointing to preach restoration, the oil of joy for the spirit of heaviness, right? If you've ever gone from sad to happy, right? You have the anointing to preach, to speak, to give people the good news. And so here's a couple of things that were coming to me while you were, while you, while you were sharing as, um, number one, we, we, We cultivate, I believe, we cultivate this anointing. We cultivate this, 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 how God uses us. Um, and I'm going to say a word that at times can come off like it's a bad word, but it's not in, when it's used right with familiarity, mm. right? Um, what I mean by familiarity? Well, you're you, you're familiar with something. Right, Jesus said in John 10, "I'm the good shepherd. My sheep know my voice, and the voice of another will not follow." The context there means that I'm supposed to follow the voice of Jesus. Something tells me that 100%, ten times out of ten, whenever you make a call as the worship pastor, and whenever you take the church somewhere, and whenever you take the worship set somewhere, it's because you hear the voice of the shepherd who wants to take his sheep somewhere. Mm -hmm. Right, and that comes from what familiarity. I could put us in a room right now, the three of of us we've been married and we have children right and we can be in a room of a hundred people but if Aiden or Jude or Xavier or Zion or Chloe or Bailey say something you're going to recognize that immediately absolutely if Desiree if Vanessa or Diana say something in the midst of all of that, I'm going to recognize it. Why? Because I've given my life yeah, to those good. voices. It's really good. Right. And so in those, in the moments where there's a lot happening in the moments, maybe you're at UTEP, but you just feel the nudge of God. Can I tell you in the middle of all the class of all the, of all the chaos of all what's going on in your family, you're hearing the voice of your shepherd. And the reason that voice jumps out, to some people more clearly, it's not that they are they have more anointing, more sauce, more whatever than you do. There's just more familiarity, <clears <They> <clears <throat> right? Number one. Yeah, so you're it. familiar with the voice and then you become familiar with the situation. When you were talking, I, th- I thought of the story of the prophet Ezekiel and the prophet Ezekiel gets called, I think it's to Nineveh. Nineveh was always, was always getting in trouble, Messed man. Up. Like They were like Inglewood, always up to <laughs> no good. Hello, right? A little West Coast rap throwback there for you on a, <laughs> on a worship episode because it wouldn't be complete without that. Right. But and the scripture says this, that Ezekiel goes in the heat of his spirit. Right. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know what I'm supposed to say. When he gets there, the Holy Spirit shuts his mouth and says, you're going to go. You're going to sit in the public square. And for seven days, the script, the Bible says for seven days are the timing of God for the set for 7 days i sat where they sat and i wept where they wept then the word of the lord came to me and can i just tell you that there there i i do not believe that god does things to you it's to really make powerful. you anointed right but i do believe that we be- we can take an experience mm. right and use that experience and familiarity with that experience to steward the anointing of God. Good. And if and because we've all sat in places and wept in places that the people that we're called to That's really are good. sitting and weeping in. I love that. Then we're anointed to be a voice, yeah. right? Revelation 12 says we overcome by what? The blood of the lamb of and the testimony. word of our testimony. Let me tell you what I've been through, not just because it makes sense and I have like a passionate spirit, but because I have an experience. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And so to me, it's a familiarity with the voice of Jesus. You spend time with him every day. I know Diana's voice. Why? because I spend time with her every single day, I love it. you know, and so. And I, I love that you said
2: that because I think going back to what Mark was saying, so many times we think, you know, it's the worship leader's job, it's the pastor's job, and guys, can I just tell you today, Prime Culture, listen, you come to church not just to be encouraged, not just to experience worship, but you come to church so that you can have things deposited mm, in you. Very good. So that you, when you, they're deposited in you, You can leave the four walls of the church and then you can go out to wherever you are in whatever that you're doing and you can make a difference and you can be light and salt to the world. So it makes no difference how many times we come to church and hear a message and are filled if there is nothing that happens when we leave that place and we don't make the world around us better. (laughs) That is being salt and light. And I think so many times, and I'm just going to say this in all sincerity and love, we come to church and we make the people on stage, we've talked about this many times. Many times we come to church, we look at the stage and we make those people like the players in the game. Mm. And then the people in the congregation are like just there the to, to experience, right? yeah. the, you know, they're just experiencing <clears throat> a moment. We're going to offer people a great church experience. It's not just an experience. Something needs to be deposited. In you. And so really, when you look at it, Mark, Cruz, myself, we're pastors. We're the coaches. Mm mm-hmm. And the people coming to mm-hmm. church, they're the players in the game. If you don't go out and run the plays, if you don't go out Very and good. make the difference, if Very you don't good. go out and, and take good. what you're being taught by Mark, by Pastor Charles, Jared, Shannon, Cruz, whoever, you know, that, that, that's teaching you and leading you, then it's all for nothing because we're not affecting the world. So go out and make a difference. I love that you said that because that's what the anointing is for, mm-hmm. right? Is to go out and make a
0: difference, to go, to take this fight to hell and to take this fight to darkness and take this fight to broken places and broken people, to yep. take it there. I love that you said it. The 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 fivefold ministry, which is, we'll, maybe we'll talk about that on another conversation, right? But the gifts that he gives to the church, right? Apostles, prophets, teachers, pastors, evangelists. Yes. The gifts he gives to the church aren't so that the church can worship the gifts. The scripture says that he gives those five, Right, those ministry gifts for the equipping of the saints. And you all are the saints. So when I go to church, do I love Pastor Charles' teaching gift? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you know what? I don't just end with just admiration of Pastor Charles' teaching gift. I I try to take application of what his teaching gift uh, equipped me to do, right? So this past Sunday when he said acknowledgement is to agree with, Right. Because that's what the word was on Sunday. Like this whole week is like, okay, God, I'm going to align intentionally my agreement with you. And can I tell you that this week has been a good week? Right. This week I've gotten some sleep this week. I've been a better dad this week. Why? Because on Sunday, the gift of God through Pastor Charles equipped me to go live this out
2: a beautiful picture that's
0: the power of the anointing the power of the anointing Mm -hmm. is not to create church celebrity culture come on it's not to do hero worship and man and woman worship but it's so that you and i can be equipped impacted in our lives pushed forward to see the word of god become flesh in our lives be manifested in our lives right
2: yeah and i think you know you want to squash the anointing really quick then you make you make the anointing about how people can see you and you being famous. He resists
0: pride. He resists exactly. pride. Exactly. There's pride. only
2: one king, and his name is Jesus. And so if you want to be anointed, acknowledge God in all your ways and everything that you do. And when you go out there, don't do it for a crowd or don't do it to get an adoration or for somebody to say, oh, you changed my life. That's That's what happens as a result of you leading somebody to yeah. Jesus. And so yeah. I think so many times people that are anointed, they lead themselves well in that. They understand that God has blessed me with a gift, but this gift isn't for me to shine. It's so that Jesus can shine very good. through me. Very good. And I think sometimes that's why people say, well, I, you know, I led worship and I did this and nothing's happened. Or, you know what I mean? Or whatever the case may be. Or I went to talk to somebody and I used your words, Pastor Cruz. I used your words, Pastor Mark, to this person that you've mentioned to. And I saw how you did it. And I tried to do it, but it didn't have any result. And to it goes you. back to where we started, which says, well, Cruz, I know Mark. I know who are you, right? Wow. Very good. So, <clears throat> so
0: as you, last week, you said you had some, you had, seven principles that we can practice on a daily, we can practice in our private time of worship that you wanted to share with us. And you guys, that, that's our heart, right? Like we, I love that we get a chance to go a little bit in the deep end with you guys. And um, let me just say this, right? I'm just going to parenthetically insert this, that if there's ever anything that we can clarify, or if there's ever anything that we, you know, you, you have some questions on, do us a favor. Will you please shoot us a DM to add this prime culture on yeah. Instagram? We'd love, love, love to answer any questions, bring some clarity. Um, maybe even if you ask the question, maybe we can even do a little bit of a segment at the beginning, right? at the end where we just answer some questions from the culture, that's awesome. um, to do that. Right. So, um, shoot us a DM as you're listening to this. Uh, if you have any questions, man, we'd love to tackle those questions, but, um, our heart is always for you to walk away with practical stuff that you can use today. We want to teach you how Right. that's the heart of our, and the vision of our church is to right. teach you how to live this life. Um, so as you've got some, you've got some stuff that we can give to the culture today that they can start doing. Today,
2: today, yeah. Let's go. Mark said, you know, how, how what does it look like? What, what what can we give the new person that's walking in, that's feeling all this emotion and feeling all this in their in their soul and their spirit? How can we help them? And so this is very practical. So there are seven expressions in worship that's found in the Hebrew language. Okay, uh, and, and the first one is an expression called Barak. What it simply means in Hebrew is to kneel, to bless God, to bow down, right? And so it's the thought of. I have to bring myself down. Very good. I have to humble myself before God so that he can lift me up. And when God says lift me up, he's not lifting me up always to a sense of prominence. He's lifting me up out of whatever I'm in. Very good. You know, he's lifting me out of my condition, out of my depression, out of my sickness, out of my anger. You know, when I barak, when I kneel, when I bless God, so there's the act of actually blessing him. I'm thanking him, right? And I bow down my will, my intentions. He can lift me up. And,
0: so that's a, that's that's a both a physical posture, but then that's also a cognitive posture. Correct. Right? Humility, right. contriteness.
2: Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm submitted. Yes. Hmm. And so one of the acts of, of worship literally is to just bow down. There's been moments in my life, in my personal worship at home, and even at church, where I've just, and Pastor Jared does it and when we're doing the 21 Days of Prayer. If you just feel like bowing and getting on your knees right now, do it. Do you it. know, Absolutely. Barack, and it's just something very simple that's a, it's an expression in the physical that comes from a posture of very our heart good. to kneel and very good. and we just always got to remember that barak is done it's not done out of a begging attitude hmm. we're not begging god right rather there's an expectation we have an expectant attitude that god's going to lift us out of what we're in because he's more than willing and able to move on our behalf
0: hmm. very good
2: so barak's the next one is called halal it's basically to be clear to shine to boast to show to rave to celebrate to clamorously be foolish. I love, look, I know. Yeah. Why, why did he put that there? Yeah. Why is that there? You know, so many times when our younger generations, you know, when we do like the, we're going to have all the youth guys come into our main service. And then the kids start being kids. They start expressing themselves. And we're like, oh, got to shut that down. That's foolishness. Well, wait. He Hel- loves it. Hello, God loves it. He loves when it. When we walk in the kids' church and the kids are like dabbing or whatever they do now. Right? I don't know. You know they're doing <laughs> their thing. They, whatever For they real. do. Right? Did
0: your kid just do the millie rock? Let's go. <laughs> just hit it with the millie. Oh, my saying? God. Let's when, go. When
2: the, there's a part <laughs> to that. God loves that, right? I love yeah. it. And, I love it. And look, it. Um, David appointed you know, the Levites to, to lead uh, worship as the ark was returning back to the nation of Israel and what were they celebrating the bible says that they would just they were going wild they were celebrating why they were celebrating that the presence of god was coming back yeah, to the, the, yeah, bringing
0: the glory back. and Absolutely. so i think so
2: many times we that's very uh, a very appropriate thing that there should be some joy. There should be some yeah. expression of life in our worship. And one of the things to do is to move around, yeah. you know, cut a rug, whatever the term is now. Just have fun and be yeah. clamorously foolish. Now, we're not doing anything out of order. Like, we're not going to go up to people and, like, you know, it's, it's not, there's not a weirdness <laughs> to this. You know, yeah. God's not weird, but he's saying it's okay. Like, you know, let's be honest. Not all of us are dancers. So Hello. there's going to be some flailing around there. And I think that's Hello. where the conversation doing. Just keep, just keep it in the two-step. Just keep it right yeah. there. Just
1: keep it in Stay the pocket. Stay home, baby. That, that, the that's the something that we deal with though in Prime, right? Because youth ministry, young adult ministry, we get this tag of it's just hype. You guys are always hype. Worship is all hyped up. I don't know, man. I've just always been of the opinion that you just cannot hype God up Come too much. Come on, Mark. No? You know what I mean? It's like keep on trying. He's bigger Correct. than all of it. Come so on. like in your own personal worship, go ahead and make him big because he's bigger than Very it. Good. right. Very If you feel like jumping, go ahead and jump. Very if good. you want to spin around, do your thing. You, can't hype,
2: you can't hype God because he's so awesome. Yeah. And, and that's the thing, I think. That's wonderful. When you have, hi- when, when you have knowledge about what you're hyping... That's that's all the meaning in the world, yeah. right? Because you have to understand, we can't talk God up enough. We can't. <laughs> and that's where the no shade
1: way. comes from, right? He's never going to let us down. Do you gonna gonna really have down. to like jump like that? Do we have to do that? It's usually see, usually people that are going crazy and worship jumping, it's because they've seen some stuff. That's they've exactly seen God's right. goodness. Exactly. They've seen him. That he's pulled them out of what they're in. You he's, can't convince he's, them that yeah, God is yeah, like. Real. You, can, you can give me a hard time all you want, but I'm going to go ahead and praise God how
2: I want to Very good. and show him how much he's worth to me. And I think when God wants to be worshiped, he doesn't want to be worshiped by a bunch of sticks in the mud or people that are just standing there just like unenthused like if god did something to you there should be a response of like whoa yeah you're so awesome and there's been moments right where we're all in service and god just blows us away yeah and we shout we laugh we're having fun man i love those moments and and they're they're pivotal moments in our lives where we get can remember the goodness of god and i love that we can come back to that you know so the number three Shabbat, right to shout loudly or to command so this is those moments where you're in a position and you're leading worship, or you're leading your family, and you're like, "Come on, let's lift our voice. <clears throat> Come on, let's let's shout. How good yeah. is God right now? Let's remember. You know, we're just exhorting so and we're lifting. That's an expression of worship. Love That's it. a physical You guys remember that worship.
1: moment, right, where you're like. Wrapping up worship Or transitioning There you go Alright
2: church Let's lift up a shot of praise Exactly Crickets Hello
0: exactly. Oh okay So you're going to leave me Out here by myself yeah. exactly. Okay Okay cool. thanks guys Thanks church Thanks, is cracking and thanks. Everything. <laughs> exactly.
2: That's the worst yeah, dude you going to leave me oh up there yelling to myself But let's go back Like then we can't read What's going on in the room Sometimes we can't see In the spirit We see it's in good. the natural Yeah But we got to keep going I would say to all my young leaders And all the people that, that do stuff like that From stage or in your life Don't stop because People don't feel you mm. Absolutely <laughs> You you know just come, keep going, come it. Keep Let's go doing what you do. It Let's matters. Go. Look, it's uh, I'll give you scripture. Come, everybody, clap your hands, shout to God with a joyful praise. Psalm forty seven one. Uh, it simply means to just shout on command to to worship God and focus your worship on Him with your whole being. Wow. Right? The next one's called uh, Tahila.
0: Well, can we can we come back to Shabbat? real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the reason I, I I really enjoy and love the the thought of Shabbat. Um, I don't know where in the Psalms it says it. y'all help me with the citation, but um, it says you enter his courts, you enter his gates with thanksgiving, enter his courts with praise. Psalm 100, right? Um, Both thanksgiving and praise are noble sentiments, right? Correct. Now I can, I can enter courts and be thankful and I can be thankful, but not ever say anything. Mm. Right. It's entirely possible to have thanksgiving in my heart, but not necessarily ever say anything. But to praise, which takes me into a step further into intimacy with God, um, that the thought of praise is I'm telling you of what he's done. That's what praise me. I cannot praise without saying something. Correct. Right. The sense of praising someone without saying something. Maybe that's admiration. Right. Yeah. I admire you. I don't I'm not saying anything, but I admire you or it's um, I honor you or something, but I cannot praise you without saying something right and so i think it's so interesting interesting that the holy spirit inspired the psalmist to put those two elements there the sense of thanksgiving which a lot of people who come to church i would venture to say are grateful Absolutely. there's gratitude and so yeah you walk into but then there's a there's a deeper area and a more profound yeah. intimate relationship that comes when you start talking absolutely. about it, you know, and, Rag. you know, one, one of the things that we've said, um, when it comes to worship is that worship is your love expressed, mm-hmm. right? And so you cannot, you, it's, it's a really hard to love and have a love relationship without expressing how you feel, absolutely telling him how you feel. And so I just want to encourage you guys, man, next time you're in church or next time you're, you're taking time of devotion, next time you're praying, really just take a few minutes and yeah. w- watch what happens, man. Like you enter these courts, the, like, and, and we don't have time to teach on the tabernacle. Maybe that's another podcast, whatever, <laughs> man, right? Like the tabernacle series, like we, we got like four listens on that. Right. But, yeah. um, but like, but, but, but the courts of God is the, is the inner workings, the inner sanctum, you know, the, the innermost court was called the Shekinah glory, right? That's, that's where his presence would literally manifest, but right. praise and having, having a, a an expressed sentiment brought entrance and access to that and so i just think that the next time the next time you're spending time with the lord maybe you push pause right now and you you just start telling him how good he is. And you start telling him how you really feel about him. You start telling him, man, I don't want to just, I don't want you just to, f- you know, know that I feel grateful. I want you to, I want to say thank you. Yeah. Right. There's a big difference, right? Like, like when, when you hold the door at Walmart for someone, when we used to go to the store, right. And like you hold the door for someone and they'd walk in, has ever has ever happened to you? They walk in and like, they don't even acknowledge you. Yes. Right. Imagine, watch this. Imagine I go and be like, Hey man, what's up? Like I held the door for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, f- I'm, I felt grateful. Yeah, but you didn't say anything. Correct. There, Therein lies the thing, right? Like, yes. hey, let's say something.
2: I love the way the message says that. It says, enter with the password, thanks. Hello. So it's a... You, Hello. You know,
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: I, I love that it says that you want to get into God's presence. You want to get in, be thankful. There's the password. Say it. You say know, it. Let people know what yeah, God's let it done out. for you.
0: let it out. Yeah, so you guys, look, we really believe that prime culture is a culture that is a loud culture. It's a praising culture. We don't hold back... Um, how we feel. We celebrate constantly. And so the next time you're at you're at church on a Sunday, on a Wednesday, at a culture night, hey, let's walk in with praise. Yeah. Right? Let's walk in with some decibels. Let's walk in with some words on our mouth and and just push from there, right? Like, yep. that's what we really see. That's very good, Ezra.
2: Yeah, I, this is a real practical one, and I kind of, I want to really take some time here, but it's called Tehillah, to sing praises, to sing out in the spirit spontaneously. Mm. Everybody loves that word spontaneously, mm. but let me just tell you what it means. Like literally, um, I think one time, Marco Swift was unpacking this to our team and he was talking about, look, it's just, let's, we're gonna worship God. I don't want anybody to sing a song. Don't even land on some chords, just play something. Don't play a song, just, just minister on chords, right? Just whatever. And then just begin to, to sing in the spirit. So in, in praying in tongues, and this, this beautiful sense of worship came in and, and it was like, we didn't even have to do anything. It was just this beautiful moment. And I think mm-hmm. in moments of worship it, at home when you don't know what to do, know what to sing, know what, how to do it, just start praying in tongues, start singing in tongues, mm-hmm. and, and, and just lift up a song, a spontaneous song. Also, in a corporate setting, when the worship leader says, just so you guys know, so you don't leave us hanging, when the worship <laughs> leader goes, when, it's, when that instrumental's coming up for eight bars and we're like, come on, let's lift our voice, and let's just begin to sing to God, lift up your own song right now, this is called Tahila." Just wow, start, th- and what it looks like practically is just like, um, okay, we're singing the song, let's say it's... I thought si- you
0: were about to sing. You guys should have seen, I thought it was. See a victory,
2: yeah, it was. Oh, so no. like, you just start singing, God, we worship you, Lord, inhabit our praises. You just start singing, thanksgiving to God. And then if you don't even have words, you just start singing the spirit, you just start worshiping God. And people like, weird out on that, oh, that's weird. No, <laughs> but it's it's an expression of worship, and it's wow. very, very powerful. Wow. And, and it's, look, it's unrehearsed. Wow. I'm not coming to God with it's a rehearsed vulnerable. song. It's very vulnerable. It's very and and, it, and it's very beautiful because it's unrehearsed. It's just you and wow. God, and it's you and the Lord. And wow. very powerful moments in my life have happened when I'm walking around. I remember wow. holding Aiden young when he was little and just being dog-tired, knowing how to go lead worship, <sighs> didn't have nothing in the tank, and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. What I would do, I would just start singing the old hymns. I would hold my son, and I would just sing in the Spirit. And, man, God would... if you'd fill me with his presence yeah, and his power that's that much. Incredible. And One there, of the things I like about strength.
1: that, too, is, is uh, there's nothing wrong with singing words to the song. I mean, that's why we sing them, right? Cause yeah, know, absolutely. Words. But I think that I, l- I look at it, you know, relationship with, uh, maybe you're listening, to you every relationship, you're dating, or, you know, we're all married here as we're talking, but it's really awesome to give like your loved one, your wife, your boyfriend, girlfriend, to give them a card where someone like has something really nifty on it. It's like, wow, that was sweet. Right. Very, very slick. Like, yep. I would have never thought of that. That was so nice of you, very cool. But it's something yeah. really special about a handwritten. This very, is for me. This is coming yeah. from my heart. And I think it's the same thing with a relationship with God. It's awesome to be led by Hillsong. Correct. It's awesome to be led by Absolutely. you know Planet Shakers or Abundant or whoever. Yeah. But when those moments, it's your chance to say something from you. This so is I'm not good. being told to say this by Brandon Lake and so Elevation. Good. This is coming from my heart. So good. To you. This is how I really feel. That my was how song. Brandon felt. This is how I. This, feel. Is, this is, my is my song. song.
2: Yeah. And. And that's the truth is our life is a song before God. Wow. You know, that's you, going back to what you said last, last week, you know, uh, Romans 12, our every day, it's a song. And this is a continuation of our heart song. It's expressed mm. through us just lifting up and being spontaneous because Brilliant. we're not rehearsed. We're not having to put on airs. Brilliant. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's beautiful. Uh, another one that's very powerful, very practical, Tauda. It's literally extending hands, acting out of thanksgiving or for what has or will be done. So I lift my hands in worship to thank God for what he has done or for what he is going to do. So many times we come to church and like, why are you lifting your hands? Why? This is weird or whatever. Well, you know, maybe sometimes people just think, look, what, why do we do this? This is why. We're lifting our hands out of an act of thanksgiving for what will happen or what already has happened because mm-hmm. God is faithful, right? Uh, the uh, Yada is another one, extending your hands vigorously. This is the one that I love. You know, you guys all see the Bethel. The Bethel girl, Jen Johnson. She's like, you know, she's chopping wood with her hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back to me so it doesn't seem like. Dude, me. you said Jen
0: Johnson chopping wood. She's Let's like, go, bro. But here we go.
2: Like, I have an expression Boom. like that, you know, uh, Yara. I, I, I they, love people that. have said like, it looks like I'm bowling sometimes, and I'm doing yes, this, dude. But what I'm trying I, to do is, I'm, I'm trying I to like, it. I'm trying to get people to I stir up, it. right? And it's just an expression of worship. And and look, it's extending the hands vigorously. You know, um, look. We can do yadas, extend your hands, in complete surrender. So if I could just read this. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. And this is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. Second Chronicles 20, 21. So this is a scripture where they sent the the the, the, the singers and the yeah. praise band in front of the army. Like, there you guys go. We know what's gonna happen. God, <laughs> God better do something. You all dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And what do you think they're doing? They're just they're out there just moving and just wow. exhorting. And there was just this flow, this militant thing. You know what I mean? Wow. And and I think wow. it's about you know staying in the fight. So much of worship when we're leading people and when you're leading yourself is staying in the fight. My flesh doesn't want to. Circumstances around me are prohibiting me. From wanting to worship, so I'm going to yada. I'm going to just vigorously and militantly make my flesh line up. Bless the Lord on my soul, right?
0: I think I think um, the the expression of worship and um, praise through. Body language, right, and through non the nonverbals, um, is so powerful. I love that you just unpacked that for us. I found I, I was reminded of a scripture that Paul wrote to Timothy, mm. right. So he's teaching a young man, he's teaching his protégé how to pastor and how to lead yep. and how to carry himself, right. Um, and so it's First Timothy two. Wait, check this out. He says, amplified version. He says, "So I desire, therefore, that in every place where men pray, that it, they do it without anger, without quarreling, resentment, or doubt." Right. So in the time of prayer, time of engaging with the Holy Spirit and engaging the Lord's presence, that it happens without anger, without quarreling, without resentment or doubt in their minds and that there be a lifting of the hands. Interesting that there's a connection of being free of all the negativity, resentment, anger, strife, bickering all, you know, you fill in the blank right? and that it's like, we're free of that in our minds and that Paul represents it with, and you're lifting holy hands, right? So when your mind is free, you're reminded, right? Like my hand, I'm holy, my hands are holy. And so that's such, that is such an expression of freedom and liberty and like, I, I used to be the guy, real talk. Like so Lauren L Boogie, one of our one of our worship leaders from the church, right? Lauren Bruce, yeah. um, she goes, she tells me the other day, she goes, Yo, Cruz, I just man, I, I just love, love when you're in the room when you worship, man, because like you only you only have one posture, right? You're just like like to the sky, bro. Exactly. Like that's it. You only Full have extension. one posture, one million percent. But for me, it's an, it's a principle. Right. There are days where I don't feel it, but because there was a moment not too long ago, 10, 10 years ago, maybe 12 years ago where I didn't believe in this mm. real talk. Like, wow. and we'll talk about that on another podcast. Right. <laughs> but like no, real, real talk, I was, I, I really leaned towards Calvinism and cessationism Wow. because I grew up in an Uber Pentecostal environment mm. where I just thought it was all just so, manipulation and sensation. Yeah. Right. Um, and I was like, man, it doesn't take all that. And so I, 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 I was the cross-armed guy in worship. I was. I didn't pray in the spirit. I didn't. None of it.
2: The guy eating a burrito
0: during worship. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Any given Sunday. Yeah. Any any given Sunday, right? Um, but then I come across certain a series of experiences and teaching, right. And like my, my worship posture, my, my engagement in this with the spirit and praying in the spirit, et cetera, gets rocked and revolutionized And like part of, part of my disposition now is like, I'm going to be free in my mind of resentment and human, human perception yeah. and human preference and human theory and all of that. Yep. And I'm going to say by faith, I recognize that the Lord is in this place mm-hmm. and my body and my life and everything that I am will know it. Someone was it 103 bless the Lord oh my, o soul. my soul and yeah. all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Amen. I will command my soul yep. and all that I am to bless the Lord. And so for me, that's that's really how I start like when I walk into a worship service, it's I'm it's not and I go full in, like it's not because I'm yeah. feeling it. It's cause like I'm driving my soul and my will and yes. my desires and all the stuff that's banging around in my head. Yep. It's like, no man, like you're dead.
2: Yep. Like you're you're bowing your knee to Jesus, We're right? We're here now. for one reason. One million percent. Yeah. Yeah. I think Paul even says at the beginning of Timothy, I don't remember which letter, he says, you know, stir each other's gifts up with the laying on of hands. Mm, yeah. And so much, Timothy. you know, and it's it's yeah. just a beautiful thought that you know, when we gather together, when we lift wow, our hands, awesome. the actions of our hands, that's awesome. you know, whether they're pointed up or pointed out, you know, that's I'm, awesome. I'm praying for people, I'm receiving from God, that it's such a, a beautiful act of worship and God accepts that. It's not about singing. It's not the quality of our voices. It's about the posture of a heart and the outward expression that we have towards God. Brilliant. And I think the last one is this, Zamar, and it's about for all my musicians out there to touch the strings, to make music with instruments, mostly rejoicing. So he lends that at the end. It's like, it's rejoicing. So don't get hung up. Don't get hung up if you don't play an instrument. Rejoicing. You know, I like, I'm not a great instrumentalist, right? I'm not like a fantastically proficient guitar player, right? So, but I can rejoice.
0: Wow, so good. You know, And
2: then that's not the excuse there. But so just good. remember, sometimes we just always come to God, but we're not. And God's just saying, yeah, it's the proficiency of an instrument, playing the strings, blah, blah, blah. But it's also rejoicing. And just remember in worship, just rejoice. And and maybe you don't play an instrument well, but you can you can minister and, and this is gonna sound very cheesy, sorry, but you can touch people's heartstrings. Yeah. With how you lead yourself, with how very you good. declare the word over them, very good. with how you <laughs> exhort, you can touch people's heartstrings and move them into position of worship. And doing that to yourself, getting yourself to a place where you're just in it and God's moving through you, that is so, so, so powerful it's a Mark.
0: That's very good. All seven things that you can start doing immediately. Practically. Wow, that's beautiful. You can start talking to Jesus and talking
2: about Him. You can extend your hands, thanking Him for what He has done, for what He will do. Move your hand, lift your hands up, move your hands vigorously. Bow yourself, down, bow down, bring yourself low so that He can be lifted up high. Sing spontaneously before God. Wow, you was know? that Tahila? What was
0: Tehila Was spontaneous? Which mm-hmm. one was like the super, rejo- like super rejoicing? That
1: was the second one. It's uh, let me get there. Hello. Yeah, that's the one. Wow. So if the next service you're in and you're listening, you better go find somebody that's at least doing one of these. I just think I think I think worship is contagious. It you is get around absolutely. people. And some of us we have a hard time worshiping because you're sitting next to people that won't even open their mouth. So find someone in a service, a youth service, young adult service, here at Abunda, East, West, Wednesday, Sunday, whatever, and find somebody that at least looks like they're going to worship. And then just get around them. If you don't feel like you have like a worship culture, you carry something, find someone who does and say, Hey, I don't even know who you are, but can I like sit three seats away from you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just I just want to be around somebody yeah. that's gonna it's yeah. gonna lift up a, a shout. Yeah. I wanna be around somebody who's gonna wave their arms around or clap yeah. or throw their hands up or kneel. Yeah, I just I wanna be around that. And so I think there's been times in my life where, you know, I, I wanna get around that worship But like, hey, I I just feel like exactly I, I'm just right. not there. I need to find someone who is, Exactly. Like, scan the room. Go find your pastor. Go find your youth leader uh, one of the crew. Get around and say, hey, will you
2: encourage me in worship today? Because let's
1: go. And I I think the most
2: powerful thing, if you can't remember seven things, it's okay. Listen, worship, there needs to be an outward expression of an inward conviction. Mm. Every time. Every time. So if you're showing that the love of Jesus is in your heart, if you're expressing worship outwardly in your physical being, your smile, your face, then that's worship. We don't have to get hung up on all these things. These are just practical things that we can unpack in our lives. And all of these expressions should be found in our lives over the course of us getting to know Jesus relationally. But you know what? We're square one. There's an outward expression of an inward conviction that you worship and love Jesus.
0: I love that. I I love that. It starts with you, but it's best done with a crew. Yep. Worship is right. Psalm 34, magnify the Lord with me. Right. That's an invitation. Let your worship be an invitation. How you magnify God? How you make Him bigger? Yep. Right. Magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. Amen. Right. And so I'm so excited, you guys, about what this is doing as you're listening to this. What this is doing to your to your worship culture, to your worship uh, experiences. You know, um, I really I really believe that you're you're going to go to places that you did not you could not know you could go in your time and in your presence with the Lord, and we're here for it.
1: Hey, Pastor Ezra, thank you so much for joining us for uh, the second week in a row. It was amazing. So much great content uh, when it comes to worship and just having a worshiper's heart. It was so good. Thank
2: you. for. We have to have you back. Like We have to come back. Absolutely. I would love to be back. Thank you guys for the opportunity. And honestly, this has been good for me. I just love being able to impact the next gen with what worship really you're, you're definitely doing
1: that i mean everyone that's listening make sure you shout pastor ezra out on instagram um and let us know that you're listening we'd love to hear those questions pastor cruz talked about but we'll be back here next week friday is always prime day we have a very special edition happening right before halloween um, I don't know if we should even tell them, but know, be man. ready next week. I don't know if I'm ready. i am already got the chills and I know. shaking a little I, know. I already started fasting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> happening right now. I
0: just started fasting right now. Ba-
1: <laughs> Say a special prayer for us because next week's going to get spicy, I can tell oh, right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh,
0: can't my gosh. Awesome. Can't wait. Can't wait. Hey, we're coming into a real fun time with, with Prime Culture. I uh, just want you to mark your calendars. Friday, November 20th. 20th. Culture night. Culture night. Culture night. When? Yes. Friday, November 20th. And somewhere in there at the beginning of November, we'll have an HQ for the team. HQ is where it all goes down. Leadership development. We celebrate what God is doing. That's and cool. uh, so HQs for the team. Um, so, but until then, Pastor yeah, Mark. Go ahead and be the culture. Be about it.